At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome. To the New York City Cast presented by Bent River Sportsbook. A Tuesday show for you. Tim Kirkshin, ESPN Hall of Famer, who will join us. We'll talk Mets, Yankees, all things baseball. Looking forward to talking to Tim. And baseball is where we start here as the Mets fall to the Yankees last night, 4-2. Back in action tonight. The Yankees strike back and have put together two in a row as it is going to be Walker against Montas tonight. Yankees small minus 115 favorites total is eight i know montas has been bad here for the yankees but he's better than he showed he's a good pitcher who's just pitched poorly here for a few starts with the yankees and it's really been sort of magnified that not only has he pitched poorly but if you've noticed what montgomery has done since being traded to the cardinals who we all said we all thought this trade makes no sense it's a weird trade i know montgomery uh, let's not make him out to be prime Randy Johnson, but he's a really good pitcher. And to just sort of give him away for a, a center fielder with a bad foot was a strange, strange deal. Montgomery, one hit shutout last night against the Cubs. In 26 innings since leaving the Yankees, he's given up one run. So couple that with the fact that Montas has been bad. Maybe some pressure here on Montas to pitch a little better. I do think Montas has a good game in him. Unless he's hurt, he, he's just much better than he's shown. He's a good pitcher. Not a great pitcher like Montgomery. He's, he's a good good pitcher, not a great pitcher. But ground ball guy, strikeout guy, an effective pitcher. He's got good stuff. I actually think I actually like the Yankees tonight. I think the Yankees take a deep breath here after things got really sort of tight. and Maybe not so much in the standings where you're still up seven on Saturday, six in the loss column after Cole lost. But that was the first time where I think a lot of people said, wow, they could actually make this division a sweat. They could actually choke away this division. Visions of 1978. 
But then they win Sunday. They win again yesterday. Here's the thing about having such a big lead. You win three or four in a row. The teams that tra chase you lose a couple. It's just it's very hard to make up this amount of games. It's not impossible, as we've seen before. But it's very hard to make up this amount of games. Now 39 games left to play for the Yankees. And they still have a seven-game lead in the lost column. Tampa won last night. Toronto was off, so Tampa is now the second-place team by a half a game. As the Yankees, look, I mean, you got to hold your breath with the last six, nine outs of these games between Marinaccio. Efros went to the IL. Clark Schmidt got called up. We'll see what his role is going to be. But uh, Abreu has been designated for assignment. He was hurt. So it's just it's a lot of injuries here with King, with Holmes, with Efros. You're really piecing it together with the Peraltas and the Loisigas and the Marinaccios of the world, although Marinaccio has been very good. You know, I don't trust him. It's look, it's he, he's he's Marinaccio. He's not Mariano Rivera. So there is still not that level of trust that you had with. Look, the Yankees have had really good closers the last 10, 15, probably 20 years between Mariano. For all of Chapman's issues in the postseason, giving up the home runs, Prime Chapman has been a great pitcher. Not a good pitcher, a great pitcher up until the last year and a half where he just started to. You know, really since the spider tack, he just lost the velocity. He lost the grip. The last year and a half, really since the middle of last season, he's been a roller coaster. But 2016, 17, 18, 19, Chapman was a, a great closer. So you had Rivera, you had Patances, you had Chapman. This year, the first half of the season, you had Holmes. You don't really have that right now. You just sort of have to bite your nails at the end of these games as the Yankees last night won 4-2. At 3-2, Vogelback hits the homer to make it 3-2, and you still had, what, eight outs to get because there was one out when he hit it. You're like, oh, my goodness, this is not going to be easy. You better get an insurance run. The Yankees did get an insurance run. Scherzer got hit pretty hard. I would be a little concerned. Now, look, if you're the Mets and Scherzer is your biggest concern, then life is pretty good. But Scherzer here, who's been maybe the best Mets free agent signing of all time, has gotten hit a little bit. If you look at some of the advanced stats, he's not getting the swings and misses. He's hitting some barrels. They're really getting the fat part of the bat on Scherzer. He only had three strikeouts last night. Kiner Falefa barreled him up. Judge hit the ball out of the ballpark. Looked like he hit another home run. I know Michael Kay was ready to jump out of his shoes on a ball that barely made the warning track. But Scherzer, you know, he gave a pitch against Philly. He wasn't great last week against Atlanta. Scherzer, who's older, look, he never... Discount Scherzer, you, you never feel bad about giving Scherzer the ball, but you do have to wonder now, you know, upper 30s, late 30s here, late in the season. He's had injury issues. Remember last year for the Dodgers, he couldn't take the ball in the NLCS. A couple years ago against the Astros in the World Series, he had to have his start pushed back. So you do worry a little bit that Scherzer is, you know, tailing off a little bit. Again, he's been outstanding for the Mets. You always feel good about giving him the ball. But the thing about the Mets, the thing about Scherzer, you don't want him to be good or very good. You, your whole thing, if you're the Mets, DeGrom and Scherzer can't be good. They have to be great. They have to be unbelievable. Unbelievable. Your whole thing is you're going to win the World Series because the Dodgers, look, they have all-stars up and down the lineup. If you're the Mets, you're going to win this thing by having DeGrom, Scherzer, and Diaz. You're going to hopefully have three of the six or seven best pitchers in the whole tournament in the whole postseason. Scherzer has shown a few cracks here. Again, it's Scherzer. You don't worry too much about it. He's been generally outstanding. Look, I was talking a week and a half ago about maybe he's a sleeper here to win the Cy Young and how great he is. But he has shown some cracks lately. You know, that Saturday night game against Atlanta, he was unbelievable a couple weeks ago. But since then, Philly hit him. Again, they only got one run against him, but they got nine hits off him. Atlanta last week, last Wednesday, 
had some base runners against him. So it's something to keep an eye on later in the season. An older pitcher, Scherzer here in terms of not missing bats. Hitters getting the fat part of the bat on the ball against Scherzer. It's something to keep an eye on. But uh, I do like the Yankees here tonight. I think they win. I think Montas has a big game in him. Starting to get some Sonny Gray vibes. Remember, Sonny Gray was great with the A's. Got traded to the Yankees. Was not great. Was mediocre at best. And then he was... That first year or so, he was mediocre. That second year, he was just bad. And when he left the Yankees, he was great. Went to the Reds. He was really good. He's been good with the Twins. He's been good everywhere except the Yankees. You never know if it's a psychological thing. You don't. You, hopefully, that's not the case here with Montas. I do think he's better than what he's shown. Uh, but we'll have to see here tonight. Is Tonight's a pretty big game uh, for him. But the, look, the Yankees can kind of take a deep breath here. They've won two in a row. Seems like maybe they've gotten this bad baseball out of their system. Ben Attendee's come to life. He's been really good the last couple games. Judge gets back on track. It's a home run. He's on track now to hit right around 61, 62, right around that unofficial non-steroid record held by Maris, of course. So good win for the Yankees, especially after losing the, the two to the Mets a month or so ago. You didn't want to, you know, if you're a Yankee fan, you don't want to hear the Mets too much, that the Mets own you, that the Mets, it's their town now, which... Look, Cohen is a better owner than than Steinbrenner right now. I mean, Cohen's more aggressive. He's got more money. Steinbrenner is very frugal. So if you're if there's a little insecurity with the Yankee fan that this is going to start to be a Mets town. The Mets are going to outspend you. Mets are the flashier team. They're the new kid in town. While the Yankees are just sort of the more conservative, fiscally responsible. You know, we're not going to get Corey Seager. We're going to play kind of fillet foot shortstop. There's a little insecurity here where the tide is turning. Where the Mets are becoming the Yankees. The Yankees are becoming the Mets. So I know it, it's uh, sort of a big win here for Yankees fans to at least win this game. Not that that changes any of that with the ownership, but you were sensing the bragging rights start to shift to the Mets where the Mets, you know, the new kid in town, big, big owner, big spender, won the two games at City Field, won them convincingly, at least the first one. Yankees strike back here as Herman beats Scherzer. Herman threw a pretty good game. They hit Herman pretty hard. A bunch of balls were hit extremely hard. The double play in the first inning. Um, you can go on and on. They hit a bunch of balls really hard. Just happened to be right at Yankees. Uh, look, those are the breaks. I know when Scherzer pitched against the Yankees a month or so ago, uh, they got the ball on the bat pretty well a month or so ago. It just they didn't have anything to show for it. Seven shutout innings. So those are the breaks. I mean, that's that's uh, it's part of the game. Hit them where they ain't. So... Yankees win. I actually think they're going to win again tonight, which would make this pretty interesting from a Mets perspective because if the Mets lose tonight, if you look at who the Braves are playing, it's Freed against Brubaker as they beat the Pirates last night. I'm just going to tell you, they're going to beat the Pirates again tonight. You can bank on that. And if the Mets lose and the Braves win, it's down to two games. I know we can talk soft schedule. Mets are in good shape. DeGrom's healthy. They got Scherzer. They got an easy schedule. They kind of cleared the tough part of their schedule. Two games is uncomfortable. Two games is uncomfortable. And the Mets, we've kind of done this song and dance here with the Mets and the Braves where they pull away, and then the Braves inch closer, inch closer, then the Mets pull away again. They got it to half a game that Sunday night against the Padres a few, two, three weeks ago where the Braves lost to the Angels, then the Mets won, then the Mets extended the lead again. Mets kept creeping away, creeping away, and then the Braves would come closer. And as soon as the Braves get closer, the Mets sort of get some distance. So it's been this back and forth where the Braves haven't been able to nudge ahead, but the Mets haven't been able to absolutely drive the stake through the heart of the Braves. I thought they did when they beat them four out of five in City Field a few weeks ago. I thought that was it. It was up to seven games, six in the loss column. 
with how good the Mets are, to make up six in the loss column seemed like it was really sort of an insurmountable deficit. But look, the Braves have been outstanding here. 12-2 and two since that series. They've got an, an easy path here where they get the Pirates, the A's, the Marlins. They have a pretty soft stretch here too. So if you're the Mets, you still have some work cut out for you. You're still in good shape. You'd rather be up three games than down three games. But, boy, you just can't seem to put away Atlanta. Atlanta's a hell of a baseball team. A hell of a baseball team. And you know what? It's, uh, I mean, look, after the years you've had for the Mets, you haven't won a playoff series since 2015. The fact that you're in a pennant race, you're in first place, you know what? You don't mind a little uh, a little tension here. This is There's nothing wrong with this as it's probably, it's not going to be a situation where you win this thing and you win it going away. If you win it, it's going to come down to the wire, it looks like. I don't think they're going to be in a situation where they're clinching second, third week of September. Atlanta's just too good. Atlanta's just too good. They throw Morton. They throw Strider. They throw Freed. The lineup's good. Harris gives them a contribution. They got rookies all over the place between Harris and Grissom. Obviously, Riley and Acuna hasn't even had a big year. It's just a great baseball team. The Mets and the Braves are both outstanding teams. So the Yankees have a little more breathing room here in the division. You figure they're going to win the division now, boy. It would be uh, it would be an epic collapse here to to lose the division. They got enough again after this Mets game. They've got seven against the A's and against the Angels. So you go five and two there, you can pretty much put to bed any you know, fear of losing the division. You're not going to lose the division uh, at this point. You just get this thing back up to nine, and before you know it, once you click off the Angels and the A's games, you're going to be down to like 30 games to play. And if you're up eight or nine with 30 to play. The math becomes almost impossible. So the Yankees are in absolutely fantastic shape. They are going to win the division. Doesn't mean they don't have issues. Doesn't mean they're not a perfect team. They obviously need to get Stanton back. They have holes here in terms of playing Hicks, in terms of playing Connor Flayful. It's not a perfect team. they got plenty of issues in terms of the bullpen. They absolutely need to get Holmes back and get him back healthy. Efros now hurt. Doesn't sound like it's going to be serious from what Boone said, but you know Boone said that in the past where, hey, we hope it's a short stint on the IL. And next thing you know, two months later, we haven't seen the guy. So... You need Efros back. You need Holmes back. You need Holmes to be the Holmes he was in the first half of the season. So it's not like they have no issues whatsoever. But Yankees here in absolutely fantastic shape. They are going to win the division. The Mets, three-game lead. No loss column anymore. They're, they're dead even in terms of game playing. It's a clean three-game lead. And this could easily be two by the time we talk to you next. Now, look, it's baseball. Anything can happen. Even though I like the Yankees tonight, I will bet the Yankees tonight. And I think we've hit nine in a row on this podcast. The, the picks have been outstanding. So download, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends about the show because doing pretty pretty well here, giving out picks, giving out winners. As much as I like the Yankees tonight, hey, Montas hasn't been great. He loses the game, and, and the game is a coin toss you know, based on the odds. If the Mets win, anything can happen in the Atlanta game. I think Atlanta would beat them. I'm sh I'd be pretty surprised if they don't. But you know what? Maybe Freed doesn't have it, or maybe you know Freed loses the game two to one, and the Mets win and it's back up to four, and you can sort of exhale from there. So you never know. But uh, you'd be happy to just lose no ground tonight if you're if you're the Mets because it's a very favorable pitching and matchup for Atlanta. It's a coin toss versus the Yankees. If you can just go into this weekend where you get the Rockies for four, and you still have that three game lead, you feel pretty good. But Seems like it's going to go down to the wire here between the Mets and the Braves. The Mets just can't shake the Braves. The Braves are just really good. The Braves are just damn a good baseball team. They really are. It's funny. They won the World Series last year, and they're probably better this year because they have Acuna, who hasn't been great, but he's still Acuna. And they have Strider, and they have Harris, and some of these 
Uh, other guys have improved. It's really it, it's a it's an outstanding baseball team. I've been saying, and this is nothing profound. Mets, Dodgers, Astros, Yankees, Braves. The World Series champion is going to come from one of those five teams. As uh, the Cardinals have separated in the Brewers, if you notice, in the NL Central. So that's probably Goldschmidt's been on fire. Goldschmidt's going to win the MVP. And that's relevant here in terms of the New York perspective because that could be the first-round opponent for the Mets. If it's Phillies-Cardinals first round and the Mets win the division, they're the two-seed. Chances are it's Cardinals-Phillies that first round, and you get the winner of that series. So don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Still a lot of baseball to be played, but that is relevant because as great as Goldschmidt's stats are, they weren't necessarily going to give him the MVP if he's on a second-place team, especially a team that misses the playoffs. But now that his team's going to win the division, uh, you can pretty much expect that Goldschmidt is going to be the MVP. So big game tonight, fun game tonight. These games are always fun. There's always a fun atmosphere. Yankees, Mets, sort of a mixed crowd, a bunch of Yankees fans, a bunch of Mets fans. There's you know, some bad blood that first inning. Rizzo's trying to run to second base on the appeal play, and then Lindor's chirping, and he's telling Lindor, shut the bleep up. So it, it's fun when you, you, you kind of get some bad blood between these teams because there's a natural rivalry between the fans and if you're old enough to remember, you know, 99, 2000, there was the rivalry where Clemens, Piazza, they're throwing bats, they're throwing helmets, they're throwing balls, throwing helmets. That stuff makes it fun. It adds to the rivalry. You know, you never know if the players and the teams get into it as much as the fans, but anytime they do, uh, it makes these games even more fun. And these games are absolutely just great theater. A lot of fun to watch. I'm sure they're not fun for the Mets because, look, the Braves don't have to play the Yankees. I know the Yankees have had plenty of issues here, but the Braves crossovers against the Red Sox. The Mets crossover in terms of the rivalry for the interleague is the Yankees, which is not totally fair, especially in a race that can come down to the wire. But uh, Mets have go gone 2-1 and one here against the Yankees. Again, though, not, not totally fair that they have to play the Yankees. The Braves have to play the Red Sox. Who are, look, the Braves aren't as good as the Red Sox. but I'm sorry, the, the Red Sox aren't as good as the Yankees, so that's an advantage for the Braves. But... Nothing you can do about it if you're the Mets. We'll see how this game goes tonight. I do like the Yankees. I do have a feeling that Montas throws a good ball game against the Mets. He is much better than he's shown. So Yankees are the pick tonight. We'll keep an eye on the Braves and the Pirates. And we will discuss all of this and more. Who's going to win the division? Who's going to the World Series? That is next with Tim Kirkshin on the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Kickoff football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all football related content. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only, void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 8778 Hope NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook, and we have a Hall of Famer with us. It is the great Tim Kirkshin of ESPN. Tim, uh, let's just get right into it. The Yankees have won two in a row, but they played terribly here this last month. In your mind, is this a team that is fatally flawed, or is this a still a legitimate World Series contender? Uh, not fatally flawed. They just won two games in a row for the first time in the month of August, which is just amazing. Um, it's been an amazing collapse here. They're the first team in Major League history to play 700 baseball for the first 60 games of the season and then play under 500 baseball for the next 
60 games. No team has ever done that before. And I did not see this coming, but it is not fatally flawed. They're going to get Giancarlo Stanton back over the weekend. You have to think they're going to start to score some runs here. I mean, they did go 11 games and scored a total of 21 runs. That is just inexplicable how that can happen. And yes, they have pitching issues that were not there three months ago, especially with the injuries in the bullpen. But I still think there is time for them to pull this back together and be a team that's good enough to go to the World Series. I tend to agree with you, and I'm just going to ask you a couple questions here and ask you to fill in the blank. Garrett Cole is a top blank pitcher in Major League Baseball. Well, he's still a top five pitcher in baseball to me. When he throws that hard with that kind of location, he's still a top five pitcher in baseball to me. Even though he's gone six straight starts without winning a game, which just baffles me because every time I go, I see him go out there, I think he's going to throw a two-hitter, walk nobody, and strike out 12. That's what I feel like every time he goes out there, and yet it hasn't happened that way for him like I thought it would, but I still have him in the top five. Aaron Judge is on blank team next year. Uh, do you have any easy questions to ask or not? <laughs> um, I'm totally guessing. I'm... I'm just going to say he's on the Yankees next year because I can't find another team that is a perfect fit. And when I say perfect fit, uh, of course he would be a perfect fit with the Giants and, and the Mets and about the Dodgers and 10 other teams. But it's just not that easy. I, I still think there's a possibility that Judge has an amazing finish here, hits 62 homers, the Yankees – you know, go to the World Series and then offer him $300 million and he stays. So I'm going to stay with that for the moment, but this is a fluid situation. It could change any minute. Do you think the Mets throw their hat in the ring in terms of judge? And does it feel like the Mets and Yankees have sort of switched places here with the Yankees? You know, they don't go in on Seager, Machado, Harper anymore. They become very conservative. You know, they don't trade for Juan Soto, where if George was here, they probably would have traded for Soto. He could care less about Volpe and Peraza. While the Mets, I mean, they get Scherzer. They're very aggressive now. Do you get the sense that these two franchises have sort of flip-flopped in terms of uh, their mantras? Well, the Mets are certainly a wildly aggressive team when it comes to adding players and free agents because they basically have more money to spend than anyone else, and they have an owner who is willing to spend it. I, I still think the Yankees are are a big spending team. They're not what they used to be. The Steinbrenners are not like you know George Steinbrenner, that's for sure. Uh, but I just refuse to believe, having not been to the World Series since 2009, that that perfect free agent, whether it's Aaron Judge or someone else, is out there and the Yankees say, no, we need to be fiscally responsible. We're not going to spend here. I think they will. I just think the Mets are going to spend more. Yeah, I think if I were Judge, my concern would be signing long term with the Yankees, signing a big contract, and then having the Steinbrenners use that contract against me where they don't add to my team where it's like, oh, we can't spend on this guy because we have this much money tied in Judge. That would concern me here if I'm Judge. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of concerns here, and there are a lot of moving parts here. So th this story will the, – the Aaron Judge story will dominate the next three months here, uh, the, the stretch run, October, and then the free agent season. So we're going to be talking about this every day. The story is going to change a 100 times between now and then, and <laughs> I don't think anybody has any idea how this is going to really end up. 
Uh, Mets Dodgers best of seven. Who would you pick? At the moment, I would pick the Dodgers. I mean, their their month of August has been absolutely ridiculous. Their run differential this year is is going to be one of the five best in the history of baseball, which is really saying when you, something when you know that the thirty nine Yankees had a plus run differential of four hundred and eleven, and the Dodgers aren't getting there, but they're in the neighborhood. Um, their pitching is great. They have an elite defense. They score the most runs in the National League. But I love the Mets, too. And any team that can throw DeGrom, healthy, of course, Scherzer, and then have Edwin Diaz at the end of the game. And I think they're a good offensive team. I would take the, the Dodgers over the Mets. I would take the Dodgers over anyone. But just imagine what that National League is going to look like in October. The Cardinals have won eight games in a row. The Braves are really good right now. The Mets are so dynamic, especially with their pitching. And the Dodgers are better than all of them. It's going to be a really, really good National League playoff. Yeah, you could get a best two out of three where it's Braves-Padres, then it's Braves-Dodgers, assuming the Mets win the division. So the two side, the two seed sort of the sweet spot where you avoid the Dodgers, the Braves, the Padres until the NLCS. So uh, like you said, it's just a, it's a loaded – uh, National League. Do you vote on, on the awards? Are you a voter? Yeah, I've been voting for 42 years and uh, I haven't received my assignment yet for this year, but I will be assigned something. Uh, NL MVP, AL MVP size, whatever it is, I'll probably get one vote this year. It's a very, very difficult process now. More difficult than it's ever been. But yes, I am a voter. A couple quick ones then. Do you think Judge is a lock to win the MVP, assuming he stays healthy, that Otani, this is the second year in a row he's done it, he's on a bad team? Do you think Judge is in good shape here to win the MVP? Uh, I'd say he's in good shape. It's not a lock. I mean, Otani is just different than everyone else, and there are going to be voters, rightfully so, that say there's nobody more valuable to his team than Shohei Otani because of what he does pitching and hitting. However, the old school voters, and I'm one of them, still gives extra credit points for great players on teams that are going to the playoffs. And that's been Aaron Judge all year. He's basically been the best player on the best team in the American League for most of this season. Therefore, I think he has the inside track to be the MVP of the American League. How about Diaz in terms of a Cy Young? Is that a possibility? Um. I think it's unlikely, but yes, it's a possibility. Sandy Alcantara is still the leader for me, even though his last five starts weren't anything like his first 20 starts, which were ridiculously good. But to me, the only time a reliever can and should win it is if there is, if he's having a spectacular season, which Diaz certainly is. Um, but there, there can't be a starting pitcher out there having a Cy Young season. And Sandy Alcantara and others are having one. And I think the volume of innings for a starter, in this case Alcantara before anyone else, is going to be end up what, what carries the day for him. So if you throw 250 innings and another guy throws 60 innings, it, it's hard to vote against the 250. Tim, I know you got to run. Last one quickly. What is the coolest part about going into the Hall of Fame for those of us that never get the chance? <laughs> well, Hall of Fame weekend was just unbelievable. Um, I mean, I talked to so many Hall of Famers. Johnny Bench took pictures with my family and 
and uh, which was really, really cool. He took pictures of my family too. He was a photographer at the Hall of Fame. And just to give you an idea what it's like that weekend, um, on Sunday going over to the induction, I'm on a bus filled only with Hall of Famers. Like who doesn't belong on this bus? Hello. Wow. And there's a seat next to me and this very elegant, uh, regal looking gentleman looks at me and says, can I sit next to you? And it was Sandy Koufax. That's the way the weekend went. The most unforgettable, overpowering, overwhelming weekend of my professional life. And uh, I'll never forget one second of it. Tim, you're the best. Congratulations. Thanks for a few minutes here. I know you got to run. Hopefully we'll catch up here down the road. Okay, William. Thank you. See you. All right. A couple things quickly there on what Tim said. Just wanted to follow up. And uh, Tim had another spot to do. And look, you got a chance to, to get Kirkshin for 10 minutes. You take him. So I wish we had a little longer, but I thought he was great. A couple things I thought were interesting. Sounds like Otani's still going to have some support. There are people that say, you know what? Nobody can do what Otani can do. And he'll have some uh, support in terms of the the betting market, the voting market in terms of the MVP. But it sounds like at the end of the day, hey, the record still matters. So it sounds like Otani will be considered, but it's still going to be judge. And then he was pretty dismissive uh, in, in terms of Diaz. He said, hey, it's possible, but it's very unlikely. So I, I wouldn't count on Diaz winning the MVP. And if look, it's only one voter, but it, it, I think Kirkshin reflects you know, who these voters are, these writers are, where I just don't think that Diaz has much of a realistic shot. If Alcantara implodes here, maybe that brings Diaz back into the mix, but doesn't sound like it's possible for Diaz. Wouldn't count Otani out yet, but still, obviously, a judge's award to lose, especially if he just stays healthy, even flirts with 60 homers. I mean, 55-plus on a first-place team, it's going to be hard to beat Judge uh, for the MVP, and I think the market really reflects that here at Bet Rivers as Judge is a big favorite uh, in terms of the MVP, and it's really just a two-person race, if you can even call it a race, in terms of the MVP here. Is you go to Bet Rivers, download the Bet Rivers app at the MVP right now. Judge is minus 715, so that is as high as it's been all season. As Otani is five to one, uh, the NL MVP Goldschmidt, like I said, has, has pulled away minus 435 after just a huge week. His team's probably going to win the division. They've opened up a big lead, so. Uh, just wanted to mention that the other awards, Alcantara is now minus 345, but he pitched poorly his last time out. So maybe, you know, Burns, Gonsolin, Freed all right behind him. Maybe somebody can kind of sneak up and steal that award. Remember this time last year, right around this time last year, not quite this late, but, you know, a, a week or two uh, off from this point, Robbie Ray was like 100 to 1 post All-Star break. And Harper was 30 to 1 mid-August, late August, and then he got hot. Tatis was the favorite. He crashed and burned. So these awards, you never know. They still got a quarter of the season left. So they seem over. They feel over. The odds reflect that they're decided. But you never know. We still have a lot of baseball left. And uh, I, I, I don't agree with, with Timmy that Cole is a top five. I think when you start listing the names, man, he just, he's got too many of these, these blowups, too many of these implosions. Like I did it with Jeff the other day. If, like Verlander or Cole to win a game right now. I think you'd go with Verlander. You know, McClanahan, Alcantara, Burns. DeGrom, I mean, you go down the line, I would take Strider, I think, to win a game over Cole right now. I know Strider's young, but he hasn't proven it, but his stuff is just incredible. To me, you know, if you can only pick four guys ahead of Cole, you're leaving out some guys that I that I would have uh, in terms of, you know, needing to win one game that I would have ahead of Cole. To me, he's top 10, top 15, somewhere in that list, probably 12, 13. A really good pitcher, not a great pitcher. So I think Cole is still living on uh, his reputation a little bit, but 
That'll do it for the show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Tim Kirkshin. Really enjoyed that. Hopefully you guys did too. Don't forget to download, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, looks like Jason Weingarten will join us. We'll talk some baseball, see if he's got any NFL future bets. I know he's always got stuff 100 to 1 that you'd never even think about. So looking forward to Jason. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.